This month's episodes are sponsored by Crossway, publisher of the English Standard Version of the Bible and many helpful Bible resources, such as the ESV Bible with Creeds and Confessions. This resource contains 13 important creeds and confessions from church history placed after the ESV text, including the Apostles' Creed, the Belgic Confession, and the Heidelberg Catechism. With introductions written by Chad Van Dixhorn, you will come away with a better grasp of history and original purpose of each historical articulation of the Christian faith. Available in True Tone, True Tone Overboard, and Premium Goatskin Leather. Learn more at crossway.org. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 105. And today, pastor, I'm going to encourage you to not shame conspiracy theorists. And so I'm going to give you a theological ground for conspiracies in light of everything that's been going on with Ed Stetzer's article and then many different Gospel Coalition writers and really all over the internet, the the popular thing to do right now is to shame conspiracy theorists in your church. And I think it's a very bad thing to do. Very bad thing to do. And I'm going to tell you why. But first, let's pray. And then I want to give you a quick invitation to something that's, that's going to be going in October. And then we'll get into that biblically. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time. I pray that you'd help me to encourage pastors and really challenge pastors to not shame brothers and sisters in Christ and help help me to be faithful to speak to these brothers in a way that's helpful to them and then hopefully in a way that encourages them to love the people in their church more than they love the people in the world. And uh, please just help me. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I hope you're doing well. Really do. I want to invite you, if you're in the Midwest area, to the Shepherd's Crook Pastors Camp. This is something we're going to start doing in the fall. We have a spring event, the intensive, and so if you've been listening to me for a while or our podcast or following our articles, you know that we did, did an intensive in May, and now we're starting a fall event, which hopefully will be an annual event as well called Pastors Camp. And so the 16th and 17th of October, we're going to be meeting in Illinois Garden of the Gods, which is in Saline County, Illinois. Just Google it. You'll be able to find it. And it's a free event. You'll have to bring your food. You'll have to bring your camping supplies. But we would love for you to join us. If, you're, if you want to come, just reach out to me and I can give you a little bit more details. But this is something that we're encouraging people to do. This is something we're encouraging people to come to. And if you're a pastor, if you want to bring your elder team, please bring your elder team. We'd love to have you come out. Uh, if you want to bring just guys from your church and they're interested at all in pastoral ministry or just interested in growing as a Christian, then I would, I would encourage you to bring those guys as well. And so please think about it. Let me know if you're going to be going to be coming. Again, even the campsite's free. So everything about it's free. And there's some really cool bluffs and stuff to climb and just some neat things to do at Guard of the Gods. So it should be a lot of fun. Would love for you to join us. Okay. Ed Stetzer, a couple months ago, and I'll put a link in the show notes to this, did an article about conspiracy theorists. And I've been seeing all over the internet, Facebook in particular, because I'm not on Twitter anymore, but it's probably on Twitter as well. What I've been seeing is popular preachers shaming Christian brothers and sisters for being conspiracy theorists. And I've seen it over and over again from multiple pastors. And it's got me scratching my head because there's some really serious things going on. And the main conspiracy theorist, obviously, is the, the QAnon. I don't know how to pronounce it specifically because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know people who do know a lot about it. And one of the things that's troubling to me is that uh, people are mocking 
these Q Anon followers, pastors in particular, and they're not loving Christian brothers and sisters who are following this. They're actually criticizing them, and they're embarrassed by them for some reason, but they're not loving them. Instead, they're shaming them. And I think, Pastor, if that's you, if you're doing that, I think that's a grievous error. I think it's very, very wrong. I'll give you the theological foundation here in a minute. But for the first reason I think it's it's really wrong is that there's factual things that go along. I don't know all about QAnon, but I do know things like Jeffrey Epstein and his island and then flight logs that are absolute facts. I mean, it's not, they're, they're facts. This isn't a conspiracy. Um, Clinton is on the flight log 26 times to go to Epstein's. It doesn't take a Q follower to know that, that those things are a reality. And then you see Bill Clinton with a picture of one of his, young, with Epstein's young girls, and you just put two and two together and say, huh, there's something going on here that's, that's fishy. And to call these facts conspiracy theorists is really ridiculous. But, but this conversation's been happening about COVID as well. It's really been traced back to the beginning of, of COVID. And what I've seen pastor after pastor do is encourages people to simply comply. Just get in line with whatever and whoever says anything. Just get in line. Just get in line with the governor. Just get in line with the state officials. Just get in line with the, the popular narratives. Just get in line. I think that is foolish. We don't need to just get in line. We need to ask questions. So I've been pushing back a little bit on pastors who do that, and it's not been welcomed. <laughs> it's not been welcomed very much, and I hope this episode clarifies why. So I want to build a case in this in this episode for why I think conspiracy theories, and conspiracies in particular, are actually founded and have theological ground in the scriptures of the heart of mankind. And it's really clear. Why are, why are conspiracy theories a possibility? Well, because the scriptures say some very clear things about the human heart. So here's the theological ground for conspiracy theories. First, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? The reason I distrust government agencies and the reason I distrust public medical reports, whatever it may be, is because I don't believe government agencies have the general welfare of the, of the public in mind. I don't trust them. You may say, well, why, why don't you trust them? Because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? That's why I don't trust them. And that's why many of the people in your church don't trust what they're seeing in media and they don't trust what they hear in the popular narratives. It's because they know the condition of the human heart. And preacher, if you've been listening to this, most of the pastors listening to this have pretty good theology. And you understand that they've been learning about anthropology from you. And the very minute that they get to bring that to the public square, when everything in 2020 is going on, what they see from pastors everywhere who've been teaching about the brokenness and the sinfulness of man is that they're ridiculous and that they're gullible. I don't think conspiracy theorists are very gullible. I think they're very theological. And they understand that the human heart is sick and deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? And so they're listening and they're thinking, what's really going on here? What's behind the curtain? And then there's a passage in Romans chapter 3. <laughs> you guys know this. It's quoting from the Psalms. It's quoting from Psalm 14 and another Psalm later on in the book. Here's what it says. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and in their paths are ruin and misery. And in the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, friends, what does that sound like? That sounds pretty much like the hearts of evil people, right? 
Do evil people do evil things? Do evil people do evil things behind closed doors? Why is it then that article after article, podcast after podcast, Facebook post after Facebook post of prominent pastors mocking and ridiculing Christian brothers and sisters for believing evil things about mankind? I just don't get it. I really don't. I don't know what the angle is. I don't know what the agenda is. Okay, now let's talk sociologically and even historically. Why else are people conspiracy theorists? Number one, it's theological. Number two, it's a sociological phenomenon. I mean, down through the history of the world, you've seen these two things go together. You've seen you've seen people who have wondered what's really going on here, and others who have said, "Oh, there's nothing, just whatever. Get in, get in line, comply." And then as history unfolds, what do you see? You see that my goodness, there was a conspiracy. There was something crazy going on. You guys know Ernest Hemingway. For years, he claimed when he was in his mental home that the CIA was still after him. He ended up killing himself. You know what? Years later, decades later, was found out that the CIA actually was watching him when he was in the nursing home. Isn't that interesting? And everybody just thought, you're crazy, Ernest. (laughs) You're nuts. Even though he was kind of crazy and kind of nuts. He was right about that. And so, really the whole heart of this episode is challenging pastors to be loving to your people. Don't be mocking, ridiculing, and accusing your people of being conspiracy theorists when they are believing the very doctrines that you've taught them, that mankind is evil. And they're doing evil, wicked things. And then, don't just lead them to comply with wicked rulers. We aren't just to comply, just to get in line. We're to obey God rather than man. And so, what I want to encourage and foster within within the church that I serve is not just a group of people who get in line with every conspiracy theory that they can come up with, or the most popular conspiracy theories. But I do want our people questioning popular narratives. I don't want them just getting in line with the loudest voices, or just whatever the TV or popular news media gives them. I want them to think. And I want them to think theologically. And so, Pastor, encourage your people to do that, to be consistent and bring their understanding of the Scriptures into the world and have a biblical worldview in light of the theology you've been preaching. But, my goodness, let's not shame them to somehow save face for the public. After all, like I said in last week's episode, we're to do good to everyone, especially those of the household of faith. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.